Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way. Because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. <laughs> right. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman to the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play Podcast. We have Pops here, Uncle Tony, Prestige Worldwide. LJ has the night off. Uh, what's going on, fellas? What's up? No much. What's going what's on? on? The season has wrapped up. We're into the playoffs. Uh, we will get into all the NFL stuff, but let's um, touch base. We're recording this on Tuesday. Let's touch base on what – correct me if I'm wrong. The Georgia TCU game was supposed to be the championship, right? Those are supposed to be the two best teams. Yeah, I think in retrospect, I think that Ohio State Georgia game was the was the championship de facto championship. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, so it, before I just crap over TCU, TCU had a great year. the The TCU Michigan game was a really fun game. I just think it looked like they just came up to a, a whole another level of football. I think some of them even said it after the game, like we we have a ways to go to to match up. I mean, personally. And I got talked out of it, and so I, I didn't do Georgia 13 and a half. But I thought Georgia was going to blow Max. I really thought that TCU-Michigan game was a great game, but there was a multiple, like I think, two goal line st- stands by TCU and a pick six that really – and they still only won by four games. And I think Georgia is a different playing field from Michigan. So I felt good about t- Georgia. Wish I'd have bet it that way. Pops, is it just TCU just ain't got the the – X's or the Jimmys and Joes. They don't have the Jimmys and Joes. I just, I think Georgia's just that much better. Um, you know, uh, I had a buddy that was talking about betting the game, and I was tempted to bet TCU just because of their momentum, perhaps, to cover that spread. I didn't think they'd win. My God, they didn't cover the spread. But then I think another buddy took the over-under, I think was 60. Georgia hit that by themselves. Yeah, they, they hit that by themselves. It was 62 and a half, so they finished that. And Georgia wow. scored 65. So Crazy. 65 to 7 for anybody who didn't see. And honestly, it wasn't that close. No. Uh, no. Tony, what did you think? I mean, TCU is a good team. I just think you line up to one. And then I think it was another process of, Ohio State played a good game. And Ohio State, is if anybody's got the five stars to match up with Georgia, Ohio State's one of the, the few schools that do. And then Georgia heard for a week how, well, they're actually not – maybe they're not that dominant defense anymore. And TCU's going to put up points. They're like, okay, we'll see. I mean, what do you think watching that game? Yeah, I, there's three things I, I looked at in that game. One, uh, Georgia's – I didn't realize Georgia had that much speed. We knew I knew physically they were big, but they really showed out their speed too. Mm-hmm. TCU was not prepared for the game. 
it, the first half, and I didn't watch much of the second. So, but in the first half, well, Georgia re- Georgia receivers were wide open. I mean, wasn't even close. I mean, and so it might be Jimmy's and Joe's, but uh, their their coaching staff did not do them any favors by having them prepare or having any type of game plan. If you knew Georgia was going to be more physical than you or you knew they were have more speed, you should have had a better game plan, and they certainly did not. I And so I think that the second part is that, that was definitely they were outcoached. And then the final thing is uh, Jim Harbaugh has to be going to the NFL because if his team got beat by TCU and then TCU got walloped by Georgia, he, he doesn't have Michigan where they need to be, and uh, he, he got to go. Well, and, I mean, there might be a situation of, TCU had the nobody believes in us. We're just been told how we're going to big boy football. We can't play with Michigan. And they really amped up. They got all the way up for that game. That was, they amped up like that was their championship. And then they won. And now you're going to, you need to muster that same energy up and then some to play Georgia. Cause we, we saw Georgia and Michigan play last year. I know they're two different teams, but it looks similar where Georgia's just a different playing field. I mean, I do. Th- I kind of agree with all that uh, prestige. I mean, what do you think? I'm just TCU is outmatched coaching. I mean, what, where do you go with it? I think it was very kind of the uh, college playoffs committee and whatever to put on a nice NFL combine for for us to see all the <laughs> all these draft picks that are going to the NFL the next two to three years um, or this year. Because um, yeah, that was just it, it, they were just unmatched. On, I think at every level of of the game. Um, I think what you really saw was TCU had enough speed, I guess, to keep up with Michigan, and Michigan just made mistakes. Um, plus, Michigan's missing their – they were missing their top running back, I think. So everyone just looked a little slower, I think, in that game pretty much. And so it, TCU was able to keep up and, and, I guess, be a little faster. Then they ran into actual athletes, um, and, which is what Georgia has. And they they got destroyed on the and I think like like you guys hit it on the head. That's why Ohio, Ohio State matched up well with Georgia. It's a bunch of good athletes on the field with good coaching. TCU, I think we just found out they they just couldn't scheme with those kind of athletes. So. Well, and I got a question for you. If y'all watched the defensive backfield for Georgia, I didn't. But I mean, it seemed like Duggan. Why wouldn't he just – he would hold the ball. Now, obviously, that's a that's a coverage sack, I, I would guess, and, and and those guys could rush. But it seems like Dykes, if you're coaching, just quick, get the ball. Duggan did not – he was holding the ball. And I don't know if that was him or coaching or what, but he, he didn't get rid of the ball quick at all. Yeah. I, I, as I've watched a little bit more TCU this year just because of the conference they play in and, and – uh, my my partner is from Texas Tech, so we we do watch that conference a little bit more. But uh, they do a lot of play action. It seems like to really get their passing game going, and mm-hmm. they just ran into a a team that can rush four and still get to you and yeah. pretty quick. And I think that's really what what ultimately happened. Well, yeah, did, did anybody else feel game. like Georgia ran the score up? Maybe it seemed like they could have called the dogs off a little. The second stringers look good. <laughs> Well, and at one point they're running the ball, and I think the announcers even brought it up. Like they were, they weren't just like throwing four verticals, and they were just TCU. Well, but that was that them. was in the fourth quarter, wasn't it? I mean, you know, well True, into yeah. the fourth quarter. I think the late in the third quarter, they were still. It looked like throwing throwing downfield. I don't know. It looked like a senior bowl. Like they, they, he's just letting his guys have fun now. Like they're all gone after this year. Like let it loose. So yeah. 
Well, and uh, so looking at the bowl records, you're not going to, or like conference records in bowl games, the SEC, I know fans love to do this. SEC went seven and five. The best winning percentage was actually the independent went three and two. But what's more interesting to me is you saw the SEC play the Big 12 champs, the Big 12 runner-ups, the Big 10 runner-up, and the ACC champion. And they won. They went 4-0 and outscored them 204 to 48. So it's clear the top of the SEC. And I'm not – this isn't like a big – I'm not trying to make this an SEC podcast, but it just – that's why, honestly, I, Alabama should not have been in the four-game playoffs the way we do it right now, but Alabama would have played a much better game. Mm-hmm against Georgia than anyone else did. And Ohio State did too. Ohio State was a good team. And, and it kind of goes to there's only about five schools that are really recruiting on that level where 1 to 11 are all going to be like at least first-round talent. I mean, I saw you shaking your head or making a reaction there, Jacob. Yeah, because I, I can't – I can't. I haven't really dissected this too much yet because I'm not a huge college football guy, but I like playoffs. I like the playoffs. I like that setup they have. They're expanding it next year or two years from now. And this, I feel like this game, it now makes me worried, I guess, for that expansion because are we just going to see this in the first round of those playoff games now? I think you are. I think you're so, But at least you get those in the first instead of a championship. I understand. I, I, yeah, and I understand that. And so, because I, I get, I actually was all for the expansion when I first, like, just top of my head, like, makes sense. I want everybody to have a shot from the, from the Power Five conferences, get them in there. Let's see. That way they can't like they can't bitch and moan like, oh, because we play on the West Coast. That's why we don't get to USC can't get in. But I mean, USC's got athletes, so maybe it would be. Anyway, all that being said, I think also what worries me about this game is do you see in the next five to ten years like we're bringing in Texas and Oklahoma? Okay, big athletes, big athletes coming out of high school, high recruiting classes. Do we this go to the Big Ten and say, hey, we're the best recruiting schools with the best athletes. Fuck everybody else. The power five. We'll just do our own, our own league. I don't know. It just worries me for the future. I guess for power five sports, I guess. Tony, where were you? Yeah, I, that was a great point. I, I, I do think that's going to be an issue. I, I'm more worried about NIL money and us all of a sudden seeing schools that are in big markets, all of a sudden start to pick up players. We may see that happen and, Hopefully they can rein that in here over the next few years. But the point I was well, going to make, well, they still haven't put a rule on the NIL, which is like, yeah, I, that that's so weird to me that they're still not like design yeah. rules, and it's kind of the wild wild west, and that's why you got these kids in the portal. I think, yeah, some kids are like hearing from coaches midway through the season. They're not, they're not hearing from the head coach, but somebody is going, yeah. I'm yeah. just letting you know there's a deal for X amount of dollars when yeah. you want to transfer, and that, so it's I, a mess. Yeah, so I think with, a, with an expanded playoff, I don't know that you'll see this in the first round, the one versus the eight, and the reason why, there's a three- or four-week gap between that last play, that last game and then the first round of the playoffs, and so I think an underdog has a better chance in that scenario. Like TCU against Michigan, maybe? Yeah, and the fact that um, uh, a one seed, knowing they've got to play three games – probably is not as geared up in that one versus eight as they are in a one versus two because they know they've got to play another game. And that'd be my only comment to that about seeing it in the one versus eight. Only comment. Other than that, though, yeah, I don't know how you expect parity there. And and last thing on that, you may be right. You expand the playoffs, and maybe that does spread out the athletes because they know they can get into a playoff game and not have to be at Georgia or Alabama 
or Texas or mm-hmm. one of those. And so maybe we will get some athletes go to some of these schools that are unfortunately going to be in big markets and can get the NIL money. Because I hear some people, and we'll get to NFL in a second, I hear people argue like, well, you have teams in the NFL get hot and a wild card team makes it all the way. And I get what you're saying, but NFL teams, like the 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 sixth seed in the playoffs isn't – I mean, there's a Patrick Mahomes on the AM, the, the Chiefs that make them different. But like talent-wise, there's a salary cap. It's not like what Alabama has at their disposal. Now, whether they're good on that given year or not, because, I mean, we see – Schools like Texas or even USC at times, they have, or Texas in this year, they had all the talent in the world recruiting wise, but you still got to put together coaching. But the 12 seed in the college football playoffs, talent wise, is not going to be able to compare with Georgia now coaching and just attention to detail changes that. But I, it's not the same going, well, it's whoever's hot at the right time. It is to an extent, but I think at some point you're going to see a final four of three SEC schools and Ohio State. And if you're fine with that, that's cool. But I just think it's not going to be what everyone thinks where yeah, the we UCS have a chance at winning the championship. I feel like they'll get in the a, playoff and they'll yeah. just get smashed in the second round. That, I feel like that's which, a joke every year in the SEC. Like, oh, so here's how we can get three teams in. And I feel like it gets more and more realistic every year that we could get three you're teams You're telling me if it was a 12-team playoff, playoff. Alabama is probably in the Final Four. Yeah, They didn't yeah. deserve to be in the Final Four this year with it being four. I'm not saying they should have been in. They didn't win the games they needed to. But as far as the best four, they probably would have been in there. I mean, they, yeah. they would have played with everybody. And, go, and going back to your NFL comment there, I think there the, there's a big difference between a team in the NFL getting hot and a team in college getting hot because I think the gap in athleticism and gap in like talent is smaller in the NFL. Yeah, there's obviously the right, top right, Patrick right. Mahomes. Right. But like the the last like the the wild card QB getting in this year is not that not that far off. I mean, like so no, I agree. I agree there. And so Georgia gets back-to-back champions. Stetson Bennett, although I don't know how great of a quarterback he is. I mean, he's as as decorated probably as any quarterback at this point. I think he has like the MVP of every college football playoff game he's been in. He's undefeated. Two rings. So good for him. Good for Stetson. Good for Georgia. I, we'll look forward to next year. I'd like to introduce you to the next senator from the state of Georgia, Stetson Bennett. Hmm. If nothing else, he's gonna sell the hell out of some cars. You could, yeah, yeah, sell cars, and dude, he he has got a political future in front of him. He's good for life. Let's Absolutely, just, he's, yeah. he's good. He's good. Um, so let's go to just we'll we'll take a look at a big picture playoffs and division winners, but let's just look at week eighteen. It's in the books. Was there any what what pops? We'll start with you. Anything that just surprise you or games you want to react to i mean we don't have to touch on everything but just something that you kind of well talk about. i think that the most prominent thing to me is the asshat uh, uh certainly is sitting at home um i think they were soundly beaten by the lions who who knew they had nothing shout to play out to for the lions. shout out to the lions which which actually and i've heard others say this maybe the lions were more dangerous because they had Nothing Throwing that hook for. and ladder on the on, at the end dude, of the game. Did they do that same play phenomenal. if they had a chance to play off You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if they it do. Was awesome. but, but it was awesome. awesome. And and I I, I want to mention this because I think the guy's name is Quay Walker, the guy that shoved. So I think DeAndre Swift was injured. And right. so the 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 team I think it was the team physician, but at any rate, part of the medical staff's walking out there. 
and and quite well. I mean, he kind of just nudges him just to get to his player. To the injured player, he's just trying to get to his player, and then he shoves him. And then what was the other guy's name? I wrote it down. Devontae Wyatt. If you saw him, he kind of throws a shoulder into into the guy when he walks by. WTF. What are you doing? I mean, and I in a crucial spot. In a crucial Very spot, crucial he spot. The, the, the Quay Walker deserved to get ejected. Now, I will to, to to full disclosure. I think he has put a very clear uh, apology out and and has co- completely apologized for what he did, which he needed to. But this isn't the first time he's done it. Yeah, and and that was just asinine. In a, it, that shows me a lack of discipline. I think the guy's a rookie, so you know maybe you give him a little bit of a break for that, but. I, I just, Detroit, kudos to them, the way they played. I'm, I'm a Dan Campbell fan. I, you know, I didn't like the bite the kneecap thing <laughs> originally, but I think the guys play for him. I find him to be a likable guy. And I'm just, Aaron Rodgers, if he retires, I'll be just about as happy. I'm sick, I'm sick <laughs> of him. Uh, I really am. I'm ready for him to ride off in the sunset. He is one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play he the might. game. It kind of. But, Which he did the same thing after they lost last year, where he kind of, as soon as they lose, he floats out all this drama because I think he likes seeing his name in the headlines. But uh, he's not retiring. To, I know exactly to, what he's going to do, but he's not well, retiring. I want to get I want to get to that in a second. <laughs> I have some ideas, but yeah, uh, the Clay Walker thing. Just yes, a hundred percent, he's wrong, and that was the stupidest thing. I think, and this doesn't make it right, but he was a former teammate of DeAndre Swift. I think he was checking on DeAndre Swift and trying to make sure he's okay. And then he felt someone kind of – but, again, the trainer didn't shove him. He moved him. And Quay Walker did come out and say, like, that. I mean, 100% on he, me. It's stupid on me. It's, he took 100% idiotic. of the blame. Yes, I'll but credit him for that. But that is just so – I mean, you just can't do that. You've got to be more in tune with what's going on around you. That's just dumb. I mean, Tony, I see you have a reaction. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as much – and Walker, it was stupid. But it was Wyatt, right? The the Wyatt, guy, the, the Wyatt was the other guy. To me, the Wyatt one's I, worse to me. He and ought to get a bigger fine than Walker because Walker's was a passion thing, right? He it was just a reaction. I'm not. He never should have done it. It's not right. He never should have done it. That was premeditated. What Wyatt did, he knew he was walking back, and he he put a shoulder pad into that into that trainer. That's and wrong. Shout out to the trainer for actually the trainer kind of popped his he chest out. Like, yeah, I know he did. Like, you got like I'll get my ass whooped yeah. back. Like, come that on. was that was absolutely wrong. That's, That's a Detroit that trainer me. right there. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Dan Campbell hey, trainer. If anybody's been so, to Detroit, you know, yeah. don't fuck with somebody from Detroit. You don't do it, and they did it. And so, uh, but I, I think the Wyatt could be, should be fine even more than what they're going to find Walker. Hundred percent, Tony. I hope so, they do find Wyatt, and and yeah. that's that was a terrible move. I want to get to some of you guys' thoughts on what's next for the asset, but and this is something uh, me and Prestige were talking. I think before y'all joined on, but there's things and and pops. I know you enjoy this. Uh, Joe Burrow will say things at times, and he had another quote this week where it borderlines arrogant or just confident. And I I like pretty much. I'm I'm all for Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow. He's good. Rodgers does the same thing, except for it's not – it just always sounds arrogant, and I'm better than everyone around me. And then he talks that talk, and one thing about Joe Burrow, he follows up and walks the walk and also owns up to when he is the problem. Aaron Rodgers, 
was the – I mean, really he was the issue in this game. He threw a pick that that lucky that it got called back. He missed a couple people open. Like, he was not great. He was not on. And Jared mm-hmm. Goff just outplayed him. And that's where I'm like, screw you. I mean, you talk this talk, and he was kind of being cocky, which we go back and we look at the games they've won to get in this little – in the position they did. The 2 of one where he might have been concussed, that game got handed to him. And then just a bunch of wins over bad teams. It wasn't like you got – you're throwing 500 yards every game. And he was acting like he's hot shit again. And Aaron Rodgers just – it's easy to root against him. And I had some money on them money line, actually. I didn't listen to – we had some smart bettors here that told us plus five and money line and all that. And I was with it all week until Sunday I changed my mind like an idiot. I should have listened to all of you guys. But he acted after the game like maybe is this – it retire or go somewhere else? I, uh, Prestige, you seemed like you could tell us where he was going. What, what, I, I I could easily see him. We all know what he likes to do. He likes to go out to the desert, maybe, and do his thing. And then he he's got an old friend out in the desert that whose QB just happened to be benched in the last game for Jarrett Stidham. Um, so he might be gone. So I could see him going to Vegas for a one or two year deal. Home of the asshats in Vegas, baby. So, (laughs) (laughs) so what makes things complicated is he just signed a big ass deal. Yeah. And for them to even trade him, if they do it, they can do a post June 1st move, which would put a cap it dead cap it against the Packers. At fifty million, if they trade him before that, it's ninety million, which makes me think there's no way they're going to take ninety million dead cap. Maybe fifty if they get the picks they need, but even then, fifty million is a lot of that's a lot of money. I think as much as he needs to, he wants out of there. You just sign the deal, and I think he's probably a Packer who retires. And I think we got another Brett Favre situation where he's just going to be the headline because I think he likes being the headline and he's annoying, Tony. Yeah, I. My, Where does he go? What, what's going to happen? You tell okay. us. I mean, sometimes I, I want to be fun. I'm going to be fun with it. I I think that uh, um, I I think Aaron Rodgers. There's going to be a three way trade. So Denver and shame LJ's not on. Denver sends Russell Wilson to the Cowboys. The Cowboys send. <laughs> wow. Okay. Here we go. Wow. The Cowboys send Dak Prescott to. Uh, uh, to Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver with new coach. Hackett's not there anymore. New coach Matt Lafleur. So um, there you go. Now I don't get the I, idea that he and wait, Matt Lafleur are big wait, buddies. Or and, and I'm we're going to get to this later. If that's if the Cowboys lose their first round game, which I think they will. If the Cowboys win their first round game, then reverse it. I see McCarthy staying and Aaron Rodgers going to Dallas. Russell Wilson going to Green Bay. And Denver gets the, one of their first-round picks back. And Dak Prescott is in uh, is in Denver. But I, I think those three teams make a trade. There you go. Something fun to think about. Never right, happened, well, but so something fun to think we about. Can, yeah, I was about to say, we can in, move on from the asset and we can take our uh, yeah, tenfold hats off and stuff. In all, well, yeah, in all honesty, if Matt Stafford – does not retire, and he said now that he's not. Um, I, I think that Aaron Rodgers probably would have been headed to the Rams um, if, mm. if if McVay had stayed, and, and they still don't know that. So there's still some ifs there. 
the Jets are still not. I don't think we could say that the Jets are one player away from a, a playoffs. Miami, on the other hand, I, I think two is going to be a situation. And so I, I don't know what will happen there. If for some reason Tua hangs it up or, or, or is no longer in the picture at Miami, we, I, I think Aaron Rodgers has an opportunity there for some team that's one player, one player away. But other than that, I'll be honest with you. My view was of a player who was tired of the game. He had an Andrew Luck look on him. And for anybody that I think there's a chance he retires. If there anybody saw Andrew Luck on the game that he retired, it was the same look. He's sitting back on the bench and and look this is a less than one score game. And he's not up on the bench looking say, okay, if I get him, I'll do this. If I'm getting it, he had the look of, I'm done. I'm done with this game. I don't want to be here. I'm done. And that's what he looked like to me. I think he retires. I think that's where my money is. I don't think the the way the contract lines up, I don't see him on another team. So I think it's probably a retirement for him. But we can I, – I, I'm thinking this is consensus. The Lions are just damn fun to root for. I, don't, I think they yeah. got talent moving forward. They got good picks moving forward. We'll see what they end up building. But Dan Campbell mm-hmm. and those boys played hard, and they're, they're fun to root for. And maybe – like in my top five favorite players to root for, Jamal Williams. I love Jamal yeah. Williams. I know he's yeah. an anomaly with his touchdown in his fantasy year this year, but just I don't know if y'all saw his post game. He yeah. was talking about his, his, his this game's kind of in honor of his great grandfather who passed away this week, and he's tearing up like all the emotions hit him. And then after he goes, but don't let these tears fool you. I still got that dog. I, just, <laughs> he, I love Jamal Williams. Like, he flipped the switch. Go look up his interviews. He's funny. Oh, they're crazy. He's yeah, weird, he's but man, he, he's weird, but he's funny. <laughs> well, and you could tell by that game, the Packers, all the Packers that played with him, because he used to be a Packer, yeah. love him. All the Lions love him. I just think he's a great friend, teammate, dude. I just love me some Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. I'm buying his stock just because I like him. Uh, Tony, what's another game that you were you found interesting from Week 18? Oh. What do you want to talk about? So, two Two things, but the the game I found interesting, and probably for a worse reason, was Washington Dallas. Um, oh God! And I I didn't want to be the guy that brought up the Cowboys because normally we're talking about how oh, the Cowboys doesn't could be so good, but but I think that Washington. <laughs> Do we sound like that, Kevin? Do, uh, yes. Jacob, do we? No, you don't. <laughs> okay, good. Um, well, no, don't uh, don't no, lump me into this. I am not part of that group. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Prestige is not, but um, we always seem to be talking about how the Cowboys can win and stuff. But I, wow, the Commanders really put some holes in the bucket there, right? And and you could say Dallas. But did they always, really? Did the Commanders do anything, or did the Cowboys just lay the biggest egg I've ever seen by a team? It was terrible. That was the most disappointing performance Pretty I think I've ever egg, seen. Yeah. Pretty big Zach egg. Zach Prescott might have played the worst game I think I've ever seen him play. The so, missed punt. Like, even at one point it was 13-0 or something, and it should have been 27-0, 28-0. I'm no. like, the Commanders tried to let the Cowboys get back in it and win this game, and the Cowboys were like, no, we just actually absolutely suck. That's yeah. what we are. Yeah. And so I, I that was very disappointing. Now, you could say they pull in a Georgia and are going to play bad one game and then just come out blazing in the next one. But, golly, there, there was a lot of holes that were shown there in that front that front 
uh, seven on both on both sides of the ball. And uh, but the game I really enjoyed was Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I, I really think that this Pittsburgh team, Najah Harris, has risen from the ashes, and uh, I think it's possible. <laughs> I think it's possible that you know his injury was more serious than was let on, and, and that's why he had such a poor first half of the season. But with Pickett's advancement, I wish I'd known that before I took him in the first round. Yeah, um, it with Pickett's advancement and the the uh, defense coming on like it is, I really think Pittsburgh will be right back in the thick of things, especially with what looks like to me a, a Baltimore is going to have trouble well, in the future. So I I thought the Pittsburgh game was not, awesome. Let's not bury the lead here. Because they got the best, maybe I think the best coach in football at, at the the helm there. I know Pops yeah. is a yeah. huge Mike Tom. No the Steelers here. woke up on Thanksgiving at three and seven, and they went six and one down the stretch, not allowing twenty points in any game. Mike Tomlin has now been a head coach for sixteen seasons, never had a losing season. I just, I love Mike Tomlin. I mean, that, he is such a good stat. coach, and did even actually- the games like. Go ahead. Did it actually fall their way where they were what, like one or two plays away in that Miami game to Miami losing and Pittsburgh making playoffs? Is that how yeah. that would have gone? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. They almost had it in the Miami blue. I mean, they barely won it. That was the ugliest game in the world. I hope yeah. If you watch the Jets Dolphins games, I'm sorry for you. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, Mike Tomlin, really good coach. And I don't know how good Kenny Pickett is, but he did have he showed some moments in fourth quarters at times. I mean, he has their roster is going to be good. Their defense is good, and they just got an awesome coach. I, I will continue. We'll just keep going, pops. We're just going to keep doing this. It'll never happen. We we'll just have it. We can have a pipe dream that one day Mike Tomlin's the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. It won't happen. <laughs> it won't happen. But we can just it have that happen. pipe dream. No, it won't happen. He's just, no, it won't. he's just a damn good coach. Yeah, and that's a, and that's a good organization. Yeah, I we'll get to it later. But some one of us might have picked them to win their division because he liked them so much, but it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> damn injuries on JJ or JJ Watt, but. Or TJ. Um, TJ. TJ. Yeah. Let's see. Looking at some other games here. Can we talk about the, the, the savior and king of Chicago? Lovey Smith, Mr. the Lovey coach Smith. of the okay. Texans. Yeah. <laughs> First off, they should just play every single week because the Colts and Texans both suck. The Colts and Texans should have just played every single week for 18 <laughs> weeks. That would have been exciting as hell. That was a fun game on the red zone. They kept popping. It was like, oh, another pick six. I'll pick six the other way. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, what? Can you imagine being know. the GM be like, wait, did we just lose the first first overall pick? To <laughs> because Levy Smith went for two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Well, no. and before that, the touchdown they threw on, like fourth and 20, he throws it. Davis Mills throws a prayer. Davis Mills, future Tom Brady, as someone on the podcast has told us, throws up a prayer on fourth and twenty. It should be a pick. The Colts have a pick, and I don't know how that goes through. Was the that the worst hands. jump ever by a defensive? It was pack. the worst, and you could tell. Uh, I forget who caught it. Was it Aikens? I don't know who caught on the text. Surprised him, but even even he was surprised. Like, oh shit, the ball's here. <laughs> I didn't think the ball was going to get to me, and he catches it. They had and, they had different signals going on on each sideline. That that defensive player, he was told to let that ball go through. <laughs> the Colts needed that loss. So, well, and you know what? Yes, it's malpractice by the Texans to win that game because they had the first pick locked up. But if I'm Lovey Smith, the Texans are is a right now at least a joke of an organization. Oh, they yeah. signed David Coley, gave him one year with nothing, no talent. Basically said we're tanking, but gave and then they fired him after a year. Bringing Levy Smith, same scenario, no talent, and 
Say what you will about the Texans. They played hard. They oh, yeah. covered against the Cowboys. They covered against the Chiefs. They won this game. I mean, they, and then you fire him after a year. If you want, if they're getting around the Rooney rule, I don't know what they're trying to do with it, but it's just a shitty run organization. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Karma comes back to bite you in the ass sometimes when you're yeah. just a POS. And good on Lovey Smith for getting the Bears it's a, the first overall. It's a bad look for game. the Texans too because they fired him. Like the rumor that I heard was they fired him right then and there, like after the game that same day. Where you saw all the other coaches firing, the they waited till Monday. They gave them time. Yeah, they they waited till Monday like you're supposed to, and you make the cut. And they fired him right then and there after a win. Seemed like I'd heard there were some that he might have known he was getting fired. And if so, and if so, he was oh, like, "Screw him, you! Watch this!" Oh, it was yeah. a big major league moment. Like the whole team's just like, "Fuck him!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Brandon Cooks Smith, remembered how to play football and didn't, didn't wasn't hurt anymore. <laughs> if I'm Levy Smith, I know the bullshit you're pulling. What is, the first pick don't matter to me. Yeah, I'm going. You've already decided I'm fired. You didn't even really give him a fair shot at it. So screw him. Yeah, and good for the Bears. The Chicago Bears fans are they were. Yeah. I saw so many fun videos on social media. They they did not expect at all to have that first overall pick, and they were so awesome. The biggest win of the season for Chicago was the Texans coming back and beating. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Lovey? Um, do you think Lovey Smith went for two because he's like, "Good, we're, this is how I'll lose. I'll look good." Thinking I'm trying to win the game, and then as it goes, he got, "Oh shit." <laughs> I think Lovey Smith knew exactly yeah. what he was. I do too. And he knew oh, the scenario. Yeah. I don't think it was. Yeah. Me. And he's like, "Y'all brought me in. I know what y'all did. Y'all brought me in here." To do a little, little like, oh, look at us hiring a minority or something. And y'all knew from the get go, y'all want someone else, and you're gonna fire me. So fuck y'all. Yeah. yeah. And he got him a win, and good on him because that's karma happens. You know, if you're mm-hmm. just if you're addicted to people around you, it's gonna come back to bite you. Yeah, so absolutely. Good for them. Uh, absolutely. I want to talk about. So I, I'm I'm fine with the decision by Lovey Smith. <clears throat> oh but yeah. There's another coach who made some decisions on Sunday. <laughs> That I'm absolutely not fine with. I don't understand. And we talked about it in our text thread. And this isn't because I had a Broncos bet of minus four. <laughs> this has nothing to do with that. But the Chargers have, with the with the Ravens losing, and Brandon Staley, Mister, you make yeah. a lot of questionable decisions. Yeah, but I agree. Nothing to play for. Literally are not <clears throat> moving. They know they're going to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. Set in stone, it's done. And I'm not even mad that you brought him out. I'm kind of like, I came, I'm shocked you even brought him out for the first quarter, but okay. He brought him back out in the second half. And what's the number one thing with the Chargers besides Brandon Staley making bad decisions on fourth downs? It's also, they just get hurt. Every Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, you got Herbert who already had a terrible rib injury. I mean, Bosa, Bosa's always hurt. And you're going to play all your Wait, starters? what? What did you just say? <laughs> and they're playing both into the second half. And and then my we, we just talked last week how the Chargers are dangerous because when Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are together, they're dangerous. Well, then Mike Williams gets carted off the freaking field with a back injury. And I'm just like, what are you doing? What are we doing, Brandon Staley? I, and Tony, go ahead because I know you have thoughts about Brandon Staley, but does he not? What What is he doing? Well, I'm going to get fired. I mean, I'm going to defer to Dr. Lift because he's much better Brandon Staley uh, analysis than I am. 
Well, I will just say that, I mean, this could be the one coach that wins a playoff game because I do still think they're going to beat Jacksonville, even at Jacksonville, and, and still I will gets fired say, after the word season. Of right now, Pops, Mike Williams, and I don't know if y'all saw him, Duke could barely walk to the locker room and needed help walking out of the locker room. But the report today was they expect him to play. I don't know how, but... Editors note the newest report on Mike Williams says that he is expected to miss the next two to three weeks. Malpractice by playing those starters into the third quarter. I mean, I'm, I would rather have Mike McCarthy the whole game. McCarthy than I would Brandon Staley. I, he just – I don't know that I dislike the guy, but he just makes boneheaded call after boneheaded call. It's uh, – Well, not and I, I could maybe see him go, the guys really wanted to play. That, okay, well, you know what? Too damn bad. You're going <laughs> to sit and you're going to be ready to go for the playoffs because we have – we think we have a Super Bowl roster. They legit have – I don't think they win the Super Bowl, but they have a talented enough roster. They could make a run. They're dangerous. And then I just don't – it's so dumb to me. I can't – I want to come up with a reason why Brandon Staley – because I've defended Brandon Staley some. That's just dumb. I don't just, think you can anymore, I agree. Really. I agree with the first half because I, I maybe, do think – I do think, rushed. I think momentum is key to have, especially for guys like Allen and Williams who haven't played a full season – You've seen what they're like just coming off injury. They need to, they need to get back to shape, back to rhythm with Herbert. I understand the first half. The second half, the only thing I could possibly ever think of for anyone to play their starters is if they are like a, a, a player's coach and like there's an incentive on the line like, hey, Keenan Allen Maybe. gets two more catches, get a million Jared dollars. Jared Everett had one. Yeah, like, had five catches. But Al, Allen and Williams were hurt for most of the year. There's no way they were close to any of their incentives. And like Herbert probably wasn't – like, yeah, so – Incentives would be the only reason. You'd, you'd have to be very, very close for me as a coach to be like, sure, you get like one drive to try. But it, it I mean, it just makes no sense. And and this isn't, again, this has nothing to do with that. I had the, the Broncos minus four that didn't win. And I also have a futures bet on the Chargers to get to the AFC championship and to the Super Bowl. They're two separate bets. I just think they're stupid. Brandon Stanley is an idiot. And if you want to get, I think Sean Payton would love the Chargers job. And Brandon Staley is like, I feel like he's just like, here's the red carpet. Actually, I'm going to give you a great roster. I'm just going to be such an idiot that even after I make the playoffs, they have to fire me because I'm so stupid. I, I don't know. He just got me fired up because he's so. I just, I don't understand what they're doing there. That this was dumb to me. Um, let's move on. I do have a question for you, Pop. So, the best team all year, I think, was the Philadelphia Eagles. They brought back their quarterback. They barely beat the Giants, and they did it with the Giants playing backups all game long. And then Hurts apparently, after the game, I heard I saw a quote where every throw hurts. Oh, I didn't I, see that. If I'm the Eagles, they got their bye, and they they don't have to play this week. So I mean, that's good. I understand trying to solidify the win, but they really feel like, and this is something me and Prestige talked about earlier before we start recording. They feel like the peak too early team to me. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, it's how good you're playing when, and, and, and the Eagles were playing good in what, weeks one through seven? I mean, or, around, you know. well, even like week 12 or 13 tw- out of – Before Hurts got hurt, yeah. Yeah. They were the best team in football, like top to bottom, and they still have a great roster, but I, sometimes you peak too soon, and I think they just – I don't like the way – and this is coming from a Cowboys fan, so I'll, I admit I don't love Philly, but this I'm, I think this is just unbiased, and I, they're not playing good football going into the playoffs. Now they might figure it out, but I, I mean, 
Tony, you think we should be – if you were an Eagles fan, would you be worried as the way they're going in? Yeah. <clears throat> and we spoke about this on the pod last week. I, I think the biggest thing they were missing was Lane Johnson. Um, and, and he's supposedly – he's going to come back for the playoffs, but – Right. He skipped so, surgery, so it's not coming back at 100%. Yeah. So um, – and, and, and the last two weeks – and, well, the other, the other piece of that is Dallas Goddard. Uh, and so Goddard and Hertz haven't been together, but for one game of the last, what, seven games, six, seven games, uh, something like that. And so, uh, offensively, I think they're out of sync. Y'all are absolutely right. Out of sync. And they, they peaked early offensively. Uh, I don't have statistics and, uh, it is taking a break tonight. So I, I don't know what, um, their, uh, sack total is over the last five games, Versus their sack total the five games previously. That to me, when they were playing well, they could rush their front first, their front four, and put pressure on a quarterback. And to me, win in the to win in the playoffs, you, and really anytime if you can rush and get pressure with your with only four, you can be successful. And I just don't know. It just doesn't seem like to me as I've watched them that that is still the case. A lot of high scores against the. Eagles here the last few weeks. Last week, not Giants, not counting when they're playing guys they picked up off the street. Let's see. Oh, uh, it kind of wanes, but they've had a. I don't know. If, the last three weeks, it hasn't been good sack total for the Eagles. Uh, <clears throat> it's just not a good way to go into the playoffs. No, it's not. They, it, it's not yeah. quite like um, what is. I have it pulled up here. Let me see if I can get it. The uh, a team that is going into playoffs looking looking right are the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, um, sure since Brock Purdy took over in week 14, he is first in pass rating, tied for first in touchdowns with 11, first in touchdowns per attempt, pass yards per attempt, and wins at five. They're undefeated with him being in. Do, Pops, is that a – the shoe finally drops or did they find – is Purdy just good? No, I think Purdy is. I think Purdy is. Hey, and and, and here's a little uh, early coach of the year, Kyle Shanahan, for what he's been able to do. Let's uh, go there then. Let's but, talk coach of the year. So. But I think it's Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan with what he's been able to do with a very talented team, uh, bringing in Christian McCaffrey as well. I think Debo Samuel is going to be healthy. Uh, the defense is looking good, and he's made Brock Purdy now look like a like unbeatable. I think they're the team to beat in the NFC. I really think San Francisco. Is is the likely uh, NFC representative in the Super Bowl? So Kyle Shanahan's going thirteen and four with starting quarterback Trey Lance goes on the IR in Week Two. Jimmy Garoppolo goes on the IR in Week Thirteen, and his last pick in the draft, sitting at third in the offensive rookie of the year odds. I mean, that sounds like a coach of the year to me. And we yeah. that that's that's a hell of a year. Is there any other thoughts on coach of the year? Does any, anybody want to throw another hat in the ring? Uh, what you got, Prestige? Uh, go ahead, Dad. We'll no, go one. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I have two, but the one, the main one that comes to my mind is uh, Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, honestly, picking up a dumpster <laughs> fire of uh, everything <laughs> and then turning them into a, uh, a playoff team. And, like, I don't know how you get better than that story, so – well, I know how you do get better than that. You lose two cor- two starting quarterbacks and a couple of running backs and stuff, and you make it a run to the Super Bowl possibly. But uh, Doug Peterson turning what was Urban Meyer's nightmare last year 
into a playoff team is pretty impressive, I think. Do we kind of think Urban Meyer brought that nightmare on himself a little bit? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. But the cloud was still there in Jacksonville. No one expected yeah. Doug Peterson to turn this thing around the first year. They, I think if they would have won four games, they'd be like, all right, we're on, we're on the right track. Like, we're we're doing something. So, I, I would go with Doug Peterson right. as to at least throw his hat in the ring. I think his hat deserves to be in the yeah. ring for sure. Tony, Tony, what you think? I think it's pretty wide open in the fact, at least from an – because the NFC has several coaches I think you could look at as first. So, yeah, I, I, Nick Sirianni got the number one seed. I mean, it's hard. They didn't uh, finish as good, but, I mean, that, that, that's a Brian, good year for them. Brian, Brian Dayball. Dayball. Yeah. Brian Dayball. I think Dayball deserves some serious <clears throat> What about and then, What about Pete Carroll? That's, that's one a, that I think Pete has Carroll. to be mentioned. This guy – Left for dead, right? And now they're in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And then um, 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 why am I forgetting the Minnesota coach's name all of a sudden? Oh, because he's not. He doesn't need to be here. But. <laughs> he doesn't need to be here. Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell is first year, first seventh year coach, on the list for five. First-year coach, out of the playoffs, number three seed, uh, 12, 13, 12 wins. Okay, 13. well. I, so I, there's consideration. We're there, saying this before I, I they play their playoff are, game? Okay. <laughs> I think that those other guys are runners. I, I, I think you could consider. I, I think Dayball, Shanahan, uh, Peterson uh, are all r- really good, really good candidates. I and Pete Carroll. I you know if they wanted to give the John Wayne Oscar to Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin. Do we they throw could. Mike Tomlin? I mean, if I Tomlin were in the playoffs, I think they could. But yeah, it's tough not to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm with. Prestige. I, the thing about Peterson that I, I I would kind of discount if it weren't for a fumble recovery with two minutes to go, a fumble and and take it in for a touchdown, they don't make the playoffs. And if they don't make the playoffs, I'm I'm kind of wondering if we feel the same about Peterson. And I like the Jags, and I and I like Peterson and what he's done with them. He won a shitty division. I mean that that's yeah. not a good division. They won. No, and they didn't I, win you're it not wrong. I think they should have. They they had if if they had the year I think they could have had which they found their stride at the end of the year they hit a little gap in the middle there where they were underwhelming I to me Shanahan as of right now is the is the favorite at plus one fifty and two and I, just looking at what Brian Dable came into with we thought Daniel Jones was a crap quarterback and Daniel Jones has looked good this year and they have no receivers I mean they, no. nobody they plan no. to be throwing to to start the year. And Daniel Jones has still gotten better and better. And the defense, even after they cut people, I I just think he's done a lot the most with less. Cal Shanahan's had a great year, but I mean, we we've said that that off I mean that roster's at, as talented. good as not the best roster yeah, in football. Shout, shout out to thing, Kenny Galladay for ca- catching his first touchdown pass <laughs> right. for the Giants. He catches that amazing – Kenny Galladay catches that amazing touchdown for the last catch of his huge contract. Well, I guess he could still catch up in the playoffs. But it's like, well, that's why they paid him $80 million because he can make those catches. But he's just been so terrible for years. Oh, my gosh. I, last name oh, I'll throw out. I, and I will say this has been a good year for most coaches. Uh, but um, uh, if Dan Campbell beats – uh, if Dan Campbell's in the playoffs, if Seattle had lost, and Dan Campbell's in, would Dan Campbell be a consideration for Coach? Yes. Ryan? I think if they oh, got yeah. to the playoffs, yes, because the way they ended the year was really impressive. But uh, it's the same reason we talked uh, with Tomlin. 
There's other coaches that made the playoffs. So what's prestige thing? Thank you. About Dan Campbell for Dan Camp, yeah, for Coach of the Year if he makes the playoffs. I would say he'd have to win a game to in, in the playoffs for me to think okay. that. I think I think him well, making think, playoffs isn't doesn't. It a reg- technically, isn't it supposed to be a regular supposed season to, award? Supposed, supposed to, yeah. to be when the votes get put in. It's supposed, yeah, it's supposed to be, to. but I don't know. I, I think I think for him, the story he would need to have won a playoff. I think for me, playoff game for me to really put him over Shanahan or some of those other guys. Yeah. Shanahan doing what he did with Brock Purdy, who is the Mr. Irrelevant, literally the last pick in the draft. I mean, that that's impressive. And maybe Brock, Brock Purdy is going to make some money. Maybe they did find the Tom Brady. Yeah. I don't know. But hey, yeah, and I'd say I mean, don't be surprised if Zach Taylor's name is not red because here's a guy yeah. didn't get credit last year for getting them to the playoffs, right? And now this year – Zach Taylor's defended, fair, yeah. Defended his uh, AFC championship and got him, got him into the playoffs as a, as a three seed. You know, so one is division. So uh, all those well, guys. It, it, if you're at the top, if you're in the top half, you're you're doing okay. <laughs> do we want to? Do we want? This is open to to all. Do we want to have a conversation? Like look back at division champs, or just move on? And let's go playoffs. Let's look at division champs. And, we don't need to. Well, no, let's do it. <laughs> let's just get it out of the way. Because if we don't do it now, we won't do it. Let's 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 do let's it while LJ's it not here. So when we call yeah. the Jaguars out, <laughs> he's not here. Well, so yeah. the AFC East, we were all geniuses because we took Buffalo. They're just just smart on us. <laughs> AFC North, we had Kevin and LJ were the only one that took Cincinnati. Yep. Um. AFC South, only one person took Jacksonville. Wish I'd have put some money on that one, but uh, Jacksonville there. And the AFC West, and this is where we talked about this before recording, and we had Lyft took the Chargers, Kevin took the Broncos, LJ took the Chargers, Tony took the Chargers. And if you remember, Prestige Worldwide, I don't think you were on this podcast, but you left a, you had a note with your picks, and one was, the Chiefs don't overthink it. <laughs> Someone slapped me over the head with this next year when we're looking at the picks. The Chiefs, they just win the AFC, yeah, the AFC West every year. They just they win it every year. And we overthink it. And we're like, what the Chargers, though? Those jerseys are cool. So far, Justin Herbert. Whoa. And then Denver, Russell Wilson, Matt Hackett. Oh, just it's the Chiefs. It was the Chiefs. It's always the Chiefs. Don't overthink um, it. Yeah. I don't know what week we all rethought it, but we all picked Kansas City when we got to rethink it. I think it was yeah. probably week eight or something it like that. It was a quick but, shift. Yeah. Uh, going to the going to the NFC real quick, side. real quick though, ahead, ahead, we ahead. didn't name much, but Kevin did name an AFC champ, by the way, and that was Denver Broncos. So yeah, just, that was my bold Just call. to slow his roll a little bit. He did My two bold calls for the AFC were Jacksonville to win the AFC South and Denver to get to not only to get to the AFC Championship. I picked them to be in the Super Bowl. I think I might have picked them to win the Super Bowl. Who's, who's still in the AFC Championship race, Liv? Which one? Who who did we all pick? Did we all pick? I don't know if we all did because that was we we did like we, if you want to make a bold call. I don't think we did it. Yeah, we did not. Uh, pick. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, okay. A, that's we Minnesota. Someone made a bold call in the NFC for their champion yeah. in there. Okay. Uh, we'll get okay. to that in a second. Uh, yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. We got Tony did make a bold call too, uh, <laughs> but he made an, 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 an NFC champ call. If you look on that sheet 
real good. So in the in the NFC on the east side, we had everyone took Dallas except for Kevin and Prestige Worldwide took Philly. And then in the NFC North, we had Liff, Kevin, and Tony all took Minnesota. LJ and Prestige took Green Bay. And then let's see. In the AFC South, Liff took Tampa. Kevin took New Orleans, and then for some reason, why is Tampa in parentheses there? Do you have because I think later that was when we later said, "Do you want to revise your oh, picks?" Oh, yeah. okay, okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. a lot easier after you get a couple weeks in, right? Um, and then LJ <laughs> took New Orleans. Tony at Carolina, which Alma, that was your bold call, and that was close. That was close. close. It was close. And proceeded to Camp Bay, and then the NFC West. We had Lyft took the Rams. Kevin took the 49ers, LJ Rams. Tony and Prestige Rams. And then the bold call, Uncle Tony. <clears throat> now you tell me, did you have Minnesota to the Super Bowl or to win the Super Bowl? To win it? To the Super Bowl. Two. I, I know you had yeah. a two. I just wasn't sure if you Yeah, even, I think I'd get you put him in the NFC said. champ. That's where he, he yeah. had listed yeah. them as the NFC champ. They're in the I Super think. Bowl. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> you know, the Rams – I, here's a here's a hot take just on the Rams because that's the last division we did and, and we had multiple people take the Rams but the majority took the Rams I think Sean McVay is retiring Donald's retiring Jalen Ramsey's getting traded Stafford's retiring I think they are blowing it up Cooper Cup maybe traded because I think Sean McVay which this might be the soft way out I don't know but I think he's like oh shit we're gonna have a few years of we're in Cap Hill. We traded all our first round picks. It's gonna be tough. And he's what thirty, like eight or nine. He's very young. He could sit out for the next four or five years and still come back and be a young head coach. So I, I think the Rams are about to blow things up. Now Stafford came out this week and said he's not retiring. He did say that. Correct. That's what what I read. I thought I read that he was waiting to hear what McVeigh was going to do. Oh. Well, he might be doing that now, yeah. Because I think because I think when he first announced that he wasn't going to retire, uh, McVeigh, the rumors were kind of squashed about McVeigh and Amazon and that deal, and now those have popped back up that he's going to be offered some major commentating contract with Amazon. So, which he, I think he should take. If anything, Sean Payton is take like over for the, Aikman. No, well, for, is that is Aikman on Amazon? Aikman's Monday Night Football. No, he's ESPN. Oh, Monday. Okay. Yeah, I think they which is McVay for, for, for Amazon. McVay at Amazon's interesting because he's he'd be the color, and Al Michaels is the play with play. And I would think Herb Street, unless they're done with Herb Street. But the, the, I, I don't know. There is t- the TV deals are out there for McVay if he wants to. But I read yeah. today that it's not necessarily that he wants to go work in TV as much as it's been a, a lot going on. And he, he, I think he's possibly thinking, what if I just take a year or two off and just chill? And don't Sean Payton is the playbook. And- like, had New Orleans in their prime. He knew, he saw the rebuild coming. He's like, all right, I'll go get paid to be a commentator. Right. And then I'll have my pick of the litter in four years of where I go coach. And he can still, and so like, I think Payton's running up to something where he's kind of thinking, I need to. I mean, I'm not getting any younger. I probably should jump in soon. McVay's so young that I mean, he could realistically could wait ten more years, and he's going to be just every year when there's an opening, they're going to want him, and he can just wait until a great job with like a 22 year old quarterback who looks like a stud, 
and he can jump back in. So yeah. I, I just wouldn't be shocked at all if he's done. That wouldn't surprise me, at least for a little bit. But also, I think he likes Stafford. So if Stafford says he's coming back, that might change things. Um, looking towards wild card weekend, your super wild card weekend, as NFL likes to call it, <clears throat> do we want to go just – do we want to go through and pick each game? Do we want to have a favorite dog, money line dog like we've done? What, what are we thinking? Hey, what if we pick each game and then everybody says, this is my favorite? You, you you pick with a with a line, and then everybody says what their favorite is. Okay, all right, let's roll with that. I I like that. I like that. So we start then. Seahawks against the 49ers in San Francisco. My line is showing San Francisco minus ten. Pops, what you think? Well, San Francisco is going to win the game, uh, and but I do think Seattle will cover. I, I think they'll be within ten points. So if if I had to bet, I would I would bet Seattle uh, to cover that ten points. I love this one teasing up and go ahead and getting Seattle like plus sixteen. But I'm with I'm with pops. I think they, I don't think they win, but I think Seattle plays them kind of tough, and and they and they cover ten. Jacob, what you think? Uh, I'll take San Fran uh, with the ten covering the ten. I think first game out the gate at home, Brock Purdy's first game. They're gonna want to. I think I think they're really wanting to play for Brock Purdy. I think I think he hypes up not only the offense but the defense as well. So I'm, I'll take San Fran minus ten. Well, I'll tell you, someone who profited from it, someone that has played very well with Brock Purdy. George Kittle has came alive yeah. with Brock Purdy. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he has. And that, that he's a touchdown machine. R- rookie quarterbacks love tight ends. They do. And Kittle's yeah. a damn good one. I think he's like, I have a really good tight end. Why yeah. don't I throw this guy a lot? Even, even Zach Wilson. Boom, boom. And with that. Tony, what you got? What you got on this game? I am I'm gonna take San Francisco. Give me the points. So we got we got a little bit of houses divided. Both me and Pops are on Seahawks, and both the Greens are on the 49ers. Does anybody have this as their favorite pick? No. Nope. I agree. Ten's a big number. That's a lot. It's a lot number. That's one of those you might have a you might want to bet, but you're not like locking in on it. Um. Okay. The Saturday night nightcapper. We have the. The latest lines, and it's kind of moved around a little bit. I think that's a lot depending on what Mike Williams is. But right now we got Chargers minus one at Jacksonville. Personally, I'm taking the Chargers, and that is my favorite favorite. No, no, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to hold off. But I am taking Chargers. Chargers, and I like it pretty well. And you're getting minus one? Yep. Minus, what are you, I mean, what are you saying? I'm getting minus two and a half. I see one really? on, e- on ESPN. Where I, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm on minus one. It's I'm moving on a around a lot. Service. Mike Williams. So are moving, okay, are but l- at minus one, it makes my decision that much easier. <laughs> so you were gonna or, oh, let's go right over to you, Tony. Were you thinking charges already, and now minus one? Yeah, like, oh, charges totally at minus one. If that's almost a pick, I'm definitely going Chargers. Pops? Definitely Chargers. I'm going Chargers for sure. Absolutely. Prestige? I'm going Chargers, and I was just waiting for the geniuses here. Oh, traveling across the country. It's so hard. Like, no, you got to flip <laughs> I feel it. like he's specifically mocking someone. But. Flip it. it. West Coast, West going East doesn't is not the same as East going West. It's when East goes West. <laughs> oh, okay. 
<laughs> is that a thing? I forget. That's part of the logic. And, and that right. may have been All different right. than what I had said earlier. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it might have. Is that is that because yeah. the 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 East Coast hotels are just that much nicer than the West Coast now, Coast hotels they're staying in? Uh, Florida <laughs> so. really didn't count as East, though. You know, oh, I gosh. will throw it out there: these two teams did play earlier this year, and the Chargers got beat thirty-eight to ten. Mm. So, can you say can, can you say no Keenan Allen and injection in Justin Herbert's ribs? Hey, well, the Chargers still have Staley that. coaching, so, you know, that, anything can happen. That's true. That's a good point. I think that's why it's minus one and not two and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. probably a is Staley any, line. Is anybody anchoring yeah. down if this is a lock or a favorite? I don't have As you heard, lock. I'm borderline, but I have another one that I love. So, yeah. I'm going to hold off. No. I'm going to say uh, no. Let's move. All right, let's move over to Sunday then. We have Dolphins Bills minus nine and a half. I feel like a lot of us are, are going to be on the same page here. Um, this this line, would you say, Pops, this line is factoring that Tua is not playing? Yes, I would say that it probably is factoring that he's not playing. And do you playing. think there's a chance that Tua does play, or do you think there's no way? I, he shouldn't play. I, don't, I just don't yeah. think he should play. I guess play. that's two questions. Should um, he play or will he play? Yeah. Um, I, th- I think he doesn't play. I mean, I think he doesn't play. And I think if he doesn't play, that the Dolphins have no chance. I don't know if you watched uh, Skylar Thompson against the Jets, but it was yeah. god-awful. I watched a Bills. little bit. He looked like a kid that, I don't know, the, they have no chance if yeah. Skylar Thompson is the quarterback. And I don't think Bridgewater – Bridgewater, they dress him out. He can hand the ball off and play, but he's got a broken finger. And I don't think he can really play. So it's Skylar Thompson right. or Tua. Tony, do you think – same question I threw out to Pops. One, do you think this line is baked in as Tua's not playing? And then two, Tua should or will play. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, yes and no. Yeah, I think it bakes it and no, he shouldn't shouldn't play. Jacob, you agree? Oh, yeah, I, agree I, with I that. think nine and a half is big enough. To, if Tua's playing, it still might be decently big because I, I think they like the Bills, but nine and a half is a big line. I'll, that makes yeah, it. I'll tell you, like, and I'll, I'll tell you what, like, I, I mean, as a Chiefs fan, I'm very happy to have the one seed. I mean, obviously, like, shout out uh, DeMar Hamlin's going back to Buffalo um, and looking good. But obviously, it's not how you would like for us to have gotten the one seed. Uh, but Buffalo's got to be a scary-ass place to play right now. <laughs> like, it's cold. They had that, well, they so, had that big emotional tra- trauma happen to them. And that city came alive on that kick return. Like, that's a scary and, place and to I play think, right now. I think Hamlin's going to be at the game. Yeah. I think he'll he's going to be, be at, if not this one, he might be at the next one. Yeah. Like and that. I think that's going to give him such a lift. Wow. Yeah. So, correct me if I'm wrong here. If the Bills were, I get the Bills play the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, is it a coin flip to figure out where they're playing, or do we know? I mean, or is it Chiefs? No, it's supposed Chiefs to be a neutral site. site. Yeah. No, it's neutral, supposed to be okay. a neutral site. Oh, really? Because. I, they the Bills, that, if yeah. they would have won that Bengals game, if the Bills would have won that Bengals game, they would have been the one seed because they beat the Chiefs earlier, right? So Correct. it'll be a neutral side. Interesting. I did not. It know was that. a nice move. I thought. Yeah. It was. Yeah. That's right. But thing. if you're a Bills, you're still kind of pissed off, right? I mean. Yeah. I don't think they are. Do you, do you see? Yeah. Because I think the Bills players are probably look. Do I have to play mid January against Buffalo. Kansas City in Buffalo at ten below? 
or can yeah, I go to Atlanta? Pretty freaking awesome though. Like, they can I go everything. to Atlanta and play in the in the Georgia Dome at a at a nice controlled sixty eight? Yeah. yeah, I think I want to go to Atlanta, but I anyway. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. Yeah, I did. Right, I did so also see that. It's not, oh, go ahead, Jacob. Go ahead. I did also see that just to get off topic a little bit. There are some fantasy playoffs out there that have put their their uh, decisions on hold to see if the Bills and Bengals meet each other in the playoffs, and they're going to use that game well, you, to replace the game that did that didn't happen. Huh, yeah, interesting. I don't know any fantasy league that's doing that. I think it's home <laughs> leagues only, not <laughs> not FFPC. But I thought that was a pretty interesting call. So yeah, I don't know anybody doing that. Prestige, you got Buffalo minus nine and a half. You got yeah. Oh, uh, I got Buffalo minus nine and a half. Easy, easy. So is that your favorite? You want to go ahead and lock it in? It's not my favorite. Um, okay, okay, but it's close. But you feel good about it. I feel pretty damn good about it. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo is going to win and, and cover. Uncle Tony, let's go Buffalo. I just, you know, getting a little nervous. That's two in a row that we're all on the same page. So I'm going Buffalo as well. Nine and a half. They also came out, I think I saw yesterday or maybe this morning, that Mostert's got a broken thumb or something that they're calling yeah. significant. And Mostert has played really well for them. He's running really hard. He's a big part of that offense, especially without Tua. Yeah. And, and Tyreek didn't look great last week. And Waddle was carried off, was helped off the field. He was helped off. So yeah. to. Yeah, so that's to me. Those are the more significant. Um, Waddle uh, is is going to be questionable going in, and then Mostert uh, should be out, right? I mean, they got to put a like a club on I, it. He, yeah. he should be out, and without he Mostert, might play, but he's not the same guy if he's got a club on his hand. I mean, without Mostert, I think they don't they they really don't stand a chance. I mean, they're going to go play, right? I mean, they're professionals, but. Um, uh, that's that's a tough one. Jeff Wilson can't carry that rushing attack against Buffalo. Buffalo's a little susceptible, right? But well, um, and that's why I don't know how way. I feel about Buffalo. As uh, 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 at one point we had them as one A one B with the Chiefs, and they do still at times on defense. I don't necessarily love them. Like they, Mac Jones looked decent against them, and Josh Allen still every now and then throws a ball where you're like, Josh Allen, what are you doing? But they're going to score twenty eight points at least. And I just don't see a team, even with the two of maybe, but a team with you're banged up, your two speed guys are banged up, Mostert's banged up, Tua may not play. I just they can't score with Buffalo. I there's no way. I, I love the Buffalo game. Giants and Vikings. Here we go. Lines moving down a little bit. This one I think could get a little more interesting. Pops. Right now I'm seeing Minnesota minus three playing at home against the Giants. They just played, what, uh, two or three weeks ago? Yep. It was the exact same line. And I think the Giants pushed or maybe lost. I think pushed. Uh, Pops, what do you think? I'm going to take Minnesota here, and, and I'm going to go ahead and lock this in, one in as my favorite. Oh. I, I think I think Minnesota's ready. I think they're going to beat the Giants. I really do. The Giants just don't have enough weapons. Minnesota, and that's my favorite. Uncle Tony. Now, I know what – if you're going with your original at the beginning of the year pick where you're going, but I'm curious to see if you're changing it all here with the Vikings Giants. What you got? Oh. I, I Minnesota wins the game, 
If I can get three or less, I'd go with Minnesota. So if you're giving me three. Right now, I'm giving you three. If you're giving me three, I'm going with Minnesota. Um. I I I think this. I think this is a rather than later because I think it might move up to three and a half four. I I think this is a 2019, 2017, 24, 22 kind of game. I, the under here to me sounds great, but um, I I just think this is the Giants are going to make this like playing in a puddle of mud. And um, it, now if the if they get if the Vikings get rolling. Then it all holds off. You know, you know, Minnesota could really blow them out, but I think the Giants will kind of try to keep this with Saquon Barkley, kind of keep this low scoring. And um, uh, but I still like Minnesota, but it's going to be low scoring game. You know, oftentimes, Uncle Tony, we see things similar, and I and I agree with you on a lot of things. And um, don't tell our number one listener this because I know I know. She's rooting the Vikings hard, and I will not be mad if the Vikings win. But I see this as I'm just going to take it. Nope, nope. I'm, uh, no, I'm going to take it as Giants cover. It's my favorite. I'm my favorite underdog. Giants cover, and I think the over hits. I think they score a lot of points. I think the Giants and Daniel really? Jones put up a lot of points, and the Vikings doing what they do. They play hmm. one score games. They're going to score with them too. I I love. A lot of points here in, in Giants. I think Giants cover it. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I wanted so on no, let me just go ahead and it's be really close. It it's really close. Let me I think it's the toughest bet of the day. There's another underdog I like, and it makes more sense to take them to cover. So I'm gonna take Giants money line dog. Money line dog. Giants just win this bad boy. They just win it hmm. outright. Wow. Give me Giants in the over. Money line in the over. If you it moved right. up to forty eight and a half. It was forty eight earlier this week, but give me Giants. Prestige. All right. Uh, I will follow you on the Giants. Uh, I, I am very adamant on this podcast for how I feel about Kirk Cousins, um, and his roller coaster of a of a of a just performance. I guess. Um, I like the Giants coming in there. I think they're coming in hot. I think I love the rushing attack of Barkley and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has actually put up some decent rushing numbers. I think. I think that's going to mm-hmm. give the defense some issue. Issues with the with the mobile quarterback like and how they use him in a Josh Allen esque type of rushing style. Um, I like the Giants coming into this. I just don't trust Minnesota to to hang on. I'll just throw out there: last time these two teams played, Giants lost by three. Daniel Jones thirty for forty two, three hundred thirty yards. Saquon went fourteen for eighty four. I just I love me I love me some. Uh, some Giants this week. I just think they're gonna they're gonna tear up that secondary. I don't. What? I think that the, the Minnesota secondary is not very good. Is what I it, and I have my issues with Kirk Cousins, and I think they'll score points. That's kind of why I like the over. I just think the Giants what? move the ball on them. When did the Giants play Minnesota? It was. Uh, we pulled up. We pulled was it the week before or after they played the Cowboys? It was just here recently. So let's okay. see. We. Three weeks ago, they played. Okay, well, um, I because I'll just tell you, I'll, I'll anything I bet in that game is I'm betting with T.J. Hawkinson, and I know Irv Smith Jr. is back, but T.J. Hawkinson has never been in a playoff game, and I, I that kind of tight end really makes a difference in a playoff game, and I 
I would bet that if you could bet Hawkinson over for receptions and over for yards, and I'd 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 actually take him uh, a touchdown. I think Hawkinson has a really big big game uh, this a week. Hawkinson bet. Okay. All right. So there we go. Did we? Uh, and pops, you, did you like that as your favorite? Yep, I did. The Vikings. Oh, I so think I'm alone, but uh, yes, we I did. are going against each other there. All right. Another game here. Sunday night football, we have the Ravens playing the Bengals, a rematch they just played a week ago. Pops, is your boy Joey B? What do you, what do you think? Well, uh, I think Baltimore is going to cover that seven. They're going to cover that. I've got it at seven. But anyway, I think, I think they're going to, they're going to cover that. Uh, but since he will win. Seven? Are we all good? With, we want to go seven as a group? Seven. There you okay. Go. A nice clean seven. Yeah. Okay. Pop square at seven. You, but you I think Baltimore cover that seven. Oh, but Baltimore. I think, okay. But yeah, but since he's going to win, that's 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 what I think. Well, I'll go ahead and roll. I like the Ravens too. That's my that's my I guess favorite underdog. I think they cover for sure. I don't know if they win, but for the people out here, and maybe y'all all just tell me I'm wrong here. There's a thought in my head. I kind of just you know I'm just thinking about things. I kind of like Ravens money line, and I also. Just a small amount on maybe Ravens to make a run here, similar to Joe Flacco when he did it. Where like there's kind of a f the f the GM f they don't want to pay. Dem- is, I think is Flacco healthy. coming back to play quarterback, Kevin? I think or? Lamar was healthy. I think he was healthy last week, and they're you just think? not playing him. I think he was healthy two weeks ago, and he's like, I'll just come back and make playoffs. I'm not going to get hurt in this regular season because I'm trying to go get paid. And Lamar's going to come back. That defense has actually been playing pretty good, and I. I like the Ravens here. I like the okay. Ravens to cover, and I really think they might win, Tony. I'm on the Ravens here as well. And actually, oh, is, there we go. I was wondering if me and Tony were just going to be against each other a lot this weekend. And I, and I, if if we get if if the Ravens stay at seven, I really like this. is my favorite bet. I'm with uh, Doctor Lift, though. I, I think Cincinnati probably wins this game. Probably. Um, I, 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 but I, Cincinnati's had a lot of ups and downs. And, you know, I thought it was interesting, Joe Mixon, when he scored, I don't know if y'all saw his touchdown demonstration when he scored, the coin flip, because if if Baltimore had won that game, they were going to coin flip for where this game was going to be played. And uh, I I think that's the first time I've seen anybody have any reaction on the field to what happened or the the decisions made after the cancellation of that Cincinnati uh, uh, Buffalo game. And, I don't like that karma a little bit, and I don't like the fact that it actually bothered him. And so, um, and so, I think Cincinnati wins, but I think Baltimore played them tough this weekend without a lot of folks. And you're right, Kevin. They're them and the Chargers both have the most improved defense over the second half of the season. And so, um, I Cincinnati's just got a lot of firepower to keep them from from winning this ball game. But I, I like Baltimore to cover. Well, and Cincinnati brought in – they tried to fit, address some of the issues because, I mean, they made it Super Bowl last year, so it was a good year. But their issue was they couldn't protect Burrow. So they brought in Leo Collins. They brought another – can't think of his name on top of my head, but they brought in two different ones. And Collins has already got hurt. And then they lost another offensive lineman this past weekend. And I I just – there's I just – well, in the same way Pops loves Mike Tomlin, I know you like Harbaugh. Harbaugh is going to – John Harbaugh gets those guys playing. And I, I just see a little maybe magic with the Ravens. So, Prestige, where are you at with this one? I know, I think, are you, as a Chiefs fan, you're probably a little scared of the Bengals because the Bengals, 
could do it again. They could. I'd love to see Kansas City and Cincinnati play again. That, that, oh, that'd be a this fun is, game. Be a this game. is my favorite pick for my uh, favorite, and I'm taking the Bengals oh. to cover. I, I I just like the Bengals' firepower. I don't trust Lamar's first game back being keeping it close. I think the it's one of those games where I think the Bengals get up, get out early, and the Ravens just never catch up with their passing game. Well, and that is a perfect counterpoint to yeah. I'm going even if Lamar's healthy, there is a chance he's rusty. There is a chance. I mean, he hadn't played for he need, he's not practicing either mm-hmm. in a long time. So there's a very good chance that's possible. Um, I, I probably should look at that before I make my futures bet here. If I make that futures bet, <laughs> so that's your favorite favorite. All right, so we're, we're pretty torn on this one. Here we go. Monday night. Is there one? Is there any shock that they put Cowboys Buccaneers Monday night pops? No, it's, not a lot of. It's shock. the damn Dallas Cowboys. It's Tom Brady. I mean, it just it makes. I had a friend text me like, "Wow, I can't believe they put us on." And as a friend who's also a Cowboys fan. Can't believe they put us on Monday night. I mean, we we sucked, and the Buccaneers have sucked all year. I'm like, it's Tom Brady against the Cowboys. I mean, that screams Monday night. Does it not? I don't know what to do with this game. I don't know. If you're asking me, I'd rather y'all go first. I've, I've, <laughs> I do not know what to well, do with this game because, I mean, the Cowboys just – the. the they're going to make a mistake somewhere. They're going to mess up the clock. You know, they're just – I I really – I will tell you, I've got Dallas picked to win the game because I'm going to be rooting for them. But I'm scared about that, and I don't I don't have a spread pick right now. <laughs> so Well, let me tell you. So, I have – I feel like – and I could be dead wrong, but I feel like I have a great read on this team. I have dealt with this – franchise for my entire life. So pencil in Tampa Bay? Is that what you're saying? So (laughs) if the Cowboys had come into the playoffs playing well and everything looks good, this is a championship contender. They're prime for a letdown game, especially against Tom Brady. But since they came out and laid a big old fat egg last week, they're going to come, and, and all week it's going, here's the headline on Eastman. And for some reason, they're still leading with the stupid Cowboys. But they're leading with, what's wrong with the Cowboys? Is Dak done? Is this team not good? Like, what's going to happen next? Honestly, I wish they would lose because then we could fire Mike McCarthy and bring in Peyton. That wouldn't what be they're the worst gonna thing. Do, they're going to come in. Dak, and Dak's had a bad year. He's had a lot. He's, had a, he's been so up and down. He, like, looks good for a drive, and then he throws two picks in a row. They're going to look fantastic. They're going to roll the Buccaneers. They're going to beat them by 21, and they're going to look so good. Hmm. And then we're going to hear for a week straight about, now this is the team we saw early in the year. Defense is rolling. They get pressure on the quarterback. That's what you need in the playoffs. Dak looks good. C.D. Lamb looks good. Pollard just looks back to the guy. And they'll lose in the next round. They'll lose They'll lose division round, 100%. Just go ahead and – if you could make a parlay right now for Cowboys to win by 10 here and then lose in the next round, that would be a lock. Lock of the century. It's my favorite favorite. Dallas minus two and a half. Okay. Tony? Minus two and a half. I am uh, – so I, I want to make a change. It started, I, I think, my, it's three, and I think it moved to two and a half. To two and a half. The, the closer it gets to one, the better. I'm taking Dallas here, and I, I, I want to make this my favorite. Because Jacob, 
he he made good points about Lamar being rusty and and that kind of scares it me. Kind of scared that. me a little. It kind of scared me a little. Uh, <laughs> and and we don't know know that Lamar's playing. We don't know know that J.K. Dobbins is a player. Dobbins is Correct. playing. Uh, and we don't know know that Gus Edwards is playing. He's and so because he's in concussion protocol. So I had forgotten about that when I made that. So I, I digressed on that. So I'm I'm coming off that. I'm still take the spread with Baltimore, but. I'm going here, Dallas, uh, minus two and a half, hoping it gets to two or to one and a half. And that's my favorite bet. And Kevin nailed it. Uh, they played terrible last week. And as I said earlier, it was a really bad game. But it gets an NFC East opponent. The Buccaneers have done nothing to make me think that they weren't the best team in the worst division in football. And so the, the, the key to this game is – there are no better players on that field than Micah Parsons. And I I think the one thing Tom Brady doesn't like is getting a hit. And guess what? He's about to get hit. And uh, so I think that's going to be a bad deal. They don't have the speed to get underneath uh, the Cowboys. And so I think Pollard and Elliott both rush for 80-plus yards. And I think the Cowboys win this. I'm not going to go to- as bold as 21. But um, I think the Cowboys win this. Okay. I, I, what do you think, Prestige? Yeah, I, I would say this was a no-brainer for me uh, two weeks ago. And then it looked like Tom Brady remembered how good Mike Evans is in that Week 17 game. <laughs> that is true. Um, and so it did make me have to think a little bit more than I would have liked about this game. But I think I still like the talent of the Cowboys to at least show up this one week and get a win and cover at least the, the spread here. Well, and it's easy to go, well, the Cowboys, the, the, they are the kings of overlooking the opponent, but it's it's Tom Brady coming in. I mean, it's I know the Bucks haven't been that good, but you got Tom Brady coming in, so you don't overlook that. And the, and they haven't beat the Buccaneers. I I mean, I feel so confident that the Cowboys win this game by a lot. And they I'm not predicting the Cowboys Super Bowl run by any stretch of the imagination. They're going to win this game and we get stuck with we're saddled with Brian McCarthy. And that's just that's the life of being Brian a Cowboys McCarthy. fan, unfortunately. Well, well, I will say <clears throat> y'all talked me into it, and I will, because I, if, if I understand correctly, <laughs> the 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 backup center for Tampa Bay is out, and they think that their starter that's been out for multiple year, weeks is coming year. back. This will be his first came back. I do think they get a lot of pressure on Brady. I think you're right about that. Now he's he's never lost to the Cowboys, by the way. Never lost seven and um, and he will get rid of the ball quickly. But I think he's going to get hit some, and so I, I'm I'm going to go with you guys, and I'm going to be prepared for disappointment. But <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and call uh, Dallas to 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 win the. To, I called them to win, but they're also obviously going to cover if they win. Go so, ahead. Well, no, no, they got to win by three. Yeah, they got to win by three. Hey, hey if you can go get, ahead, I'll, yours. I'll go ahead, Tony. If you can get on a site that gives you a parlay, I'm going to give you a parlay for this weekend. Oh, I, I was about to do the same. So. Hawkinson, T.J. Hawkinson plus. Receptions, Leonard Fournette plus receptions. Would it take the overs there? And uh, I, that bet all you can. I, I, I think Leonard Fournette may get so eight, ten receptions the reception, out of this game. The receptions for Leonard Fournette's been a, a nice little thing to follow throughout the year. And they're going to get pressure <laughs> on him and he's going to dump off. He's going to get five plus catches. And they usually set around two and a half, three and a half. Take his receptions, yards, yeah. 
Yeah. And then Cowboys money line. If you yeah, want, if you want to play safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rashad White is right. playing great, but there's no way they're leaving Rashad White to try to block Micah Parsons. I just don't see it. So, Do we want to take Super Bowl picks? Pick, pick a NFC and AFC championship real quick. This is not going to be a big, like, let's break it down. But I just want pops. I want to know who's playing the Super Bowl and who wins it. I think it's going to be a, remake, a replay of a couple of years ago when Kansas City played San Francisco. I would say that and would be. And the winner is? Kansas City. Uncle Tony. I'm, I'm not going to change. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, no, I'm going to go Minnesota. Oh. And uh, uh, Minnesota, Kansas City. Super Bowl, and I think Minnesota finally gets that Super Bowl. Oh, the Vikings bring home some hardware. All right, our number one listener is going to be a bigger Tony fan than even before. Prestige Worldwide, what do you think? I'm sticking with Liff. I like that call. I I think the NFC, with the, with the way the Eagles are playing right now and how we feel about the Cowboys, it's a pretty weak side, I think. I think the 49ers have a good shot at making it. Uh, and and my feelings about the Vikings. And so that whole combo, I think, makes me have to pick San Francisco, and I'm definitely rolling with Kansas City. So, And you have the Chiefs winning it? I got the Chiefs all? winning it all, yep. I think I think the K- KC comes out and says, Tyreek who, and we win a Super Bowl. So. My pick will be Buffalo Bills beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. That's what I like. I like the Bills to win it all. Josh Allen brings that would home. be a hell of a storybook ending for that place. That would that be, would yeah. I would not be mad. I, lie, I would not be mad about that. It's not the Chiefs, but I would not be mad if that's how it ends. So, well, and I really, I also just hope for. Is there a chance we get both Chiefs play the uh, Chiefs and Bengals and Chiefs and Bills? Is that a possibility? Because <laughs> I just want those teams to yeah. play. I would love another Chiefs Bills game because they're yeah. always fun when those two teams play. And I like the Bengals playing either one of those two teams because those all four, all three of those teams are just that's that's the cream of the crop. It'll probably be the Chiefs Bills or the Bills Bengals have to play first. No, because Chiefs Chiefs play the lower seed, so there's no way they can play the two and the three. I don't think they can play. Yeah. So the Bills Bengals will play to see who plays the Chiefs. Correct. Yeah. Which still that means we get if they all win. Yeah. Unless it's. Unless it's Ravens, Bill. Unless the Ravens. Unless the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I think, I think that does it for this week's pod. Like, like I said, I mean, so we, we like, Tony, just, just for, for the yeah. people out there, Hawkinson catches, Fournette catches. Those yes. are just lock them lock in. Em. Lock and load. Lock them in. All right. I don't see. I think you might be done with it by now. We like to finish with this, uh, Uncle Tony. Uh-huh. What, what are you? What, what are you drinking on? Two drinks. Uh huh. Look like two drinks. Two drinks. both of them contain. Both of them contain champagne because we are toasting officially the Bonehammers winning the Razorback Fantasy Football League. Congratulations! Uh, Congrats! Shout Tom. out to Reservoir Dogs, though. That was you know tough way for us not to be able to play that last game, but official. Uh, the the Bone Hammers are the thirtieth anniversary, thirtieth uh, season winners for that for that league. So, two two drinks with champagne in them. The first one was a French seventy five <laughs> in a coupe glass with cognac. So, uh, friends friends out there that we know, we've had that argument. You, you, I will admit, you can do a French seventy five in a coupe or a flute. Coupe is the best way to go. 
and uh, and cognac is the classic uh, the classic uh, liquor to use in the uh, French seventy five in the wintertime. In the summertime, you can use gin, but in the wintertime, use a little cognac. It's really good. Uh, and the second drink is called a Tom Hanks. And I don't know if there's any uh, fans of Stephen Colbert out there, but uh, this is called the Tom Hanks. And if you saw the show last night with Tom Hanks on it, I, it was pretty funny. But I suggest you, this is Diet Coke and champagne. And you might be going, oh, shit. Well, Diet. So glass, a glass with two-thirds Diet Coke and a third of, of champagne sparkling wine. Fill it up. Taste it. It's, it's actually pretty damn tasty. I, hmm. I, I recommend everybody try it. It's called a Tom Hanks. And there's a funny story behind how how he did it. He was uh, at a New Year's Eve party, and he normally doesn't drink. And he had a he had had three quarters of two thirds of his glass of Diet Coke gone, and they were bringing champagne around. Champagne toast. It's almost midnight. He said, "I'll just pour some in that Diet Coke." They're like, "What? Yeah, just pour it in there to be fine." They start drinking. He's like, "Damn, that's good." And so everybody <laughs> started drinking it. And I'll be damned if it's not. It's not a bad little drink. I suggest everybody try it. The Tom Hanks. Okay. The Tom Hanks. All right. Interesting. Pops, uh, on our way out, is there any any bougie problems? How's life been over there? Oh, I'm, I've a potential bougie problem because I don't oh. know which playoff game is going to be on Fox, but i got to figure something <laughs> out by this effing well, weekend. Fubo. Fubo. Yeah, Seahawks 49ers on Saturday, and then Giants-Vikings on Sunday is what's on Fox. So. Well, probably it'll work. I can do that Fox Sports app on my smart TV, but sometimes, like the other day, it showed the Seattle game. I couldn't get the Dallas game. It was showing the, the Seattle uh, Rams, I think. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't done it yet, here's the trick. There's a service out there called Fubo, F-U-B-O. Yeah. And they're giving away free trials. So it's like a 30-day free trial. I am – a week or two past mine. For so the I'm have to, out there, he's got a pen and paper. He's writing down over there. Yeah, I've got to pay <laughs> a little bit uh, for for uh, this the next two or three weeks. But it's a free trial, and so you can get it. And they have Fox Sports uh, Live, so you can watch it on FUBO Fubo. FUBO, okay, yeah. And you won't have to worry about the Cowboys much longer. They got two weeks left, and they're done. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but yeah. I just like football. I, I want to yeah, well, football. Just, yeah. And, to, and and so I'll say this will be the last uh, season you'll have this problem because uh, Direct Ticket is moving to TV. YouTube. That's right. We're so all switching. I'll be saying, <laughs> I'll be saying sayonara to Direct uh, Direct TV, and so I won't have this issue anymore. Well, there, I saw a sign today that I think fiber is available, fiber optic in my area. So I'm going to look that up, and and I may just completely cut the cord. Uh, is it going to help you with your upload speed there, Dr. Lee? I hope so. I mean, it should, right? It should. <laughs> well, we'll have to let the listeners know if and when that happens. Because yeah. I know they're very invested. I know they can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that wraps us up for another week of the Just Press Play podcast. Remember, you can always find us on Twitter or Facebook. Just type in Just Press Play podcast and you'll see us. And uh, make sure on all the platforms that you listen to podcasts that, I mean, you're already here. Go ahead and like and subscribe, rate and review. Let us know what you think. 
And uh, we'll be back next week to uh, discuss that Cowboys blowout over the Bucks. So, uh, peace out. The Daniels.
Thank you.